Are you an investigative professional? Have you heard about the investigatorstoolbox.com? Check out this exclusive online community for networking, learning, and data resource management. The Toolbox is a one-stop shop for all your investigative needs. Check out our robust collection of forums, our comprehensive learning page, and our expansive library of OSINT research tools. We've just released an app for both iOS and Android, so you can access the site seamlessly right off your phone. We have also partnered with some amazing companies like Crosstracks, Delphpoint, IRB, ScopeNow, the Hetherington Group, PI Magazine, PI Gear, Merlin Locate Services, Paravin, the PI Institute of Education, and so many more. They're offering over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits exclusively to community members today. Use code PIP201836 and save 10% on your membership. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Cross-tracks case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstracks now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that they're encryption system is second to none and you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that and they have so you know with certainty your data is being protected i don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 type 2 certification as you guys know i've been uh, you know singing the praises of cross tracks and uh, i really believe in this product and i believe you should check it out Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Crosstracks case management system, check it out today. Need the best insurance coverage out there? Check out SIIS Insurance. Make your insurance purchasing process a breeze by dealing with the leading PI industry experts. All filings for your state PI license are handled directly by their staff. Certificates of coverage to your clients are fulfilled the same day as requested. If you work armed, no worries, as they always include firearms liability in their coverage. Coverage can be expanded to cover executive protection, consulting liability, guard operations, and for cyber liability inexpensively. Best of all, be sure to indicate on the application that you're a regular PI prospective listener or Investigator Toolbox subscriber, as amazing discounts apply. So make sure you take advantage today. Visit Security Investigators Insurance Solution. SIISinsurance.com. Welcome to this week's show. We're going to try a new segment format. Our first segment today is Kevin Whalen from SIISinsurance.com. Kevin's been servicing our industry for over 30 years and is a go to guy for investigator insurance. So let's drop in with Kevin and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Today we are uh, talking insurance. And uh, every now and then I, I like to check in with folks that service our industry. And this is a really, really important one. So today we have Kevin Whaley from the uh, Campbell Group today uh, with us. So uh, Kevin, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Matt. I appreciate you having me on the show. All right, great. Uh, it's the honor is mine, man. You're very well known in the industry, and uh, I, I was really uh, happy that to, to have you come on and uh, talk shop with us. So uh, these are things like uh, we, we don't really think about or we don't want to think about. Uh, once a year, we renew our policies, and, and I would say probably 
most of us don't even review our policies before renewing them, which is not a good thing. So I wanted to have you come on and just talk about some things that are important um, to re realize when you get to that point, or, or if you're unhappy with uh, whoever you're using right now, some things to keep in mind if you're looking to make a switch. Uh, so with that being said, um, what's, what's, Open up some talking points here, man. Let's let's talk insurance. Yeah, you know, I've been doing a security guard and investigators insurance for about 30 years now. You know, it's harder money you're throwing at this, and usually it's a kind of a necessary evil. You know, either you're going to meet your state's requirements for coverage uh, or customers demand it. Probably lastly is somebody wants to cover themselves, you know, so buying as inexpensive product as they can without taking a look at it to meet some contractual responsibilities or state requirements. Right. Never really look any further into what the product is, what it does for them. Right. It's kind of a boring, uh, dry topic that nobody loves, but it, it, it's absolutely critical uh, to what people do and uh, lawsuits are not getting less active these days. And right. a lot of the courts closed and COVID stuff, uh, you know, bottom line, some attorneys have more time on their hands. There's more suits and there's more sensitivity to libel, slander, acting unprofessional, uh, that type of thing. So the, the, uh, everything is rich environment for getting sued as a PI. So yeah. just take a few minutes to make sure everything's copacetic. So I would say probably cyber is something that has really jumped up in the past two or three years, um, at least, right? Um, where uh, we're doing a lot, a lot of online research, we're um, housing our own data, you know, and, and having to be responsible for that. Um, so what are the some of the aspects that it, it's important to have as far as your cyber coverage goes? You know, very few PIs to date carry cyber. That's changed a lot in our organization lately because I've, I really include it with our, our product now. And I do because we were able to get it done inexpensively. Right. Uh, bottom line, if you're storing any client uh, private information, uh, even to the point where you only process credit cards and take people's financial information, it's like any other merchant service company or vendor, uh, really, really need the company. And then if you get hacked, and uh, you got to go through the whole verification process so you can take credit cards again. That can be really time consuming to find somebody to do it, get you recertified, get you back taking uh, credit card payments. Um, you know, we're charging uh, $90 for $100,000 cyber liability. Right. Unbelievable because uh, up till about a year ago, cyber liability was running you know, maybe a thousand dollars a person. Now we've got that down to ninety dollars, and I know that other competitors are working it down at right. this time too. But you're as likely to get sued for uh, a cyber situation, loss of information, or uh, you get hacked with your your customer's credit card information. Uh, you're as likely to get sued for that as you are for a. Standard professional liability suit. Right, right. So let, let's talk about that whole process then about getting sued. So let's say I own an investigative business and uh, all of a sudden I get served with a summons or, or I get a, a claim letter from from somebody and uh, I'm like, oh, oh, crap, right? This has never happened to me before. What what do I do now? So uh, what, what should that everyday investigator understand their responsibilities and what they need to do when something like that happens? 
you know, there's a timely reporting clause in, in everybody's policy that says, you know, you, you must give the carrier notice of a claim in a timely fashion after you become aware of it. Uh, my, my coaching would be don't wait till you get that lawsuit. If you know of an incident or you've been accused of a run, take five minutes, call your broker up and say, hey, this is what's going on. Um, most agents just take a note of it, put it on their electronic file that you made a call in. Uh, and it may not justify training the carrier at that point. Yeah. But then when the suit comes in, um, you're going to be all set as far as notification. Uh, important part is, uh, you know, these suits are never quick. You do an investigation today, something goes to trial in a year, year and a half based on information you uncovered. Um, then, uh, you know, the unhappy spouse or the unhappy uh, plaintiff comes back and says, you you know, you acquired information, uh, not something that's API laws or you missed something. These omissions are also covered just yeah. like poor acts. Failure to act is covered by most policies. Right. Um, and those take years and years. So a lot of times it will be three, four, five years later after you did the investigation, you get pulled in. And, and that's kind of more typical than not. Right. Two things there, two forms of policies. One called a, uh, a occurrence-based policy, which we do, covers you forever for the policy term you've had. Whenever you're sued, if you're sued 10 years later, you're covered. The other is called claims made. So your listeners should make sure they don't have what's called a claims made policy mm-hmm. during your policy plus 90 days. And that will rarely ever cover anything for you. So that that's really a, a junk policy. Right. Do offer them out there. Right, right, right. No, that's that's definitely good stuff. So I think another um, misconception is folks who, uh, who have bonds. And uh, I know like New York State requires you to have a bond, uh, but it, it's really... You're one of the lucky few. It doesn't really cover anything though. So can you explain the difference uh, uh, between bond and insurance and, and why it's sure. important uh, to have insurance and not just a bond? An awful lot of people use the term interchangeably, but two two distinctly different things. Um, a licensing bond is typically what you're talking about with a PI, mm-hmm. and uh, usually it's a low limit, ten thousand or fifty thousand dollars. You're you're looking at a hundred or two hundred dollars in premium. Uh, really, the people who purchase those are uh, in states that require it. There's only a few. New York's one of the few. Uh, some states are uh, a bond, some are bond and insurance, and some are bond or insurance. Right. So in Michigan, you can, you know, if you buy the insurance and provide the insurance, it negates the, uh, the necessity to carry a bond. But the reality is a bond only pays when you're personally broke and you can't meet contractual responsibilities. Uh, we sell an awful lot of bonds because a lot of these states require them. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a claim in 30 years. And yeah. If you can get one or the other by the insurance and, and don't even bother with a bond. Yeah. Unless you're in New York, if you're in New York, you got a bond. Unless you're in New York, you want to hold your license. <laughs> yeah. Then they got you. You actually have to submit the bond with your PI And if you deal with any of your state legislatures, say, Hey, yeah. write that out of our law because it's stupid. 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody, some of these uh, somebody state made a association deal. should really address that. Yeah, somebody made a deal and, and, and is definitely getting paid every year on that, <laughs> or every every other year in New York. Every two years, we got to renew. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it it is what it is. Um, so um, can you um, explain to me the um, hired auto or non non hired auto? Uh, in a yeah, yeah, see, I can't even, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a typical contractual requirement that customers require. And what that, you know, of course, if you've got a auto you're using every day in your PI business, you have a business policy on that. Mm-hmm. But quite often you have employees running around in their own cars. And then, uh, you know, you also have some rental cars, things like that. So your customers are looking to be covered regardless of what happened to an auto. And I think it's largely because of the catastrophic nature of hitting and injuring somebody. If you have a big claim, a lot of times it's auto-related. Right. This would cover outside of your commercial auto and cover any employees or any rental cars, things like that. And it's inexpensive. You're looking at a couple hundred bucks a year. Yeah. No, that's it, a typical contractual requirement. So basically, if I understand you correctly, then um, you've got, you have company owned vehicles, which are, would be under a commercial policy and commercial auto policy. Right. right. But let's say you have, uh, people that work for you that are using their own personal vehicle. They're being compensated, whatever percentage per mile that you're giving them, they're using their own vehicle. They end up having an accident. Um, their insurance policy, which they have on their own vehicle would be first. And then the, the non-hired would be a secondary policy. Is that how that works? Or? Yeah, that's tip. That's how it would work. And if they happen to be uh, uninsured on that vehicle, and that's really what uh, your customers are looking for, regardless of what happens, they want to make sure there's insurance yeah. under your name. So uh, you're correct that their their primary coverage would be that individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a serious claim, a lot of times people are buying the state minimum fifty or hundred thousand dollar coverage. You have a million dollar claim. That's not going to do it. Matter of fact, that carrier is not going to defend it. They're just going to burn a check because they know they're going to have that much in defense anyways. Right. Then no coverage. Then we would come in and stack over top of that with another million dollars. Right. And one of the things I, I always do, like I do a lot of auto accident cases um, where I meet people after they've had uh, an accident. We actually take a look at their insurance declaration page and and all that we talk about supplemental underinsured motorist coverage. Um, I think even uh, if you have a commercial um, vehicle policy, you should definitely have a good level of some coverage on that. So basically, the way that works is somebody hits you; they only have a minimal policy, but the value of the injury is higher than that. Um, the person can actually claim in on that supplemental underinsured motorist policy, policy after they've exhausted the initial. Uh, payment from uh, the person who caused the accident, right? Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Okay. And, right, cool. uh, and it's not expensive to, <laughs> right. to request that. Yeah, so, so that's definitely a, a, a trick and, and it, it, it is very inexpensive. And I can tell you that um, on the personal injury side, I've had experiences where I've, I've met with somebody, they had an accident, we had a, that conversation and, and I encouraged them like, hey, go and, and up this because you have the, the minimum here. You're not going to get anything, you know. You definitely want to bump it up, and it'll cost you an extra—I don't know, fifty bucks or seventy-five dollars a year. Yeah, and it was like nothing, deal. right? Uh, they didn't do it, and then they had a catastrophic injury on a second accident where loss of limbs, right? And mm-hmm. the person who caused that particular accident had a twenty-five thousand-dollar policy, 
And it's like, all right, did you get the sum? No, I didn't. I never did it. I know we had that conversation. I never did it. And I'm just like, oh, man. Right. That's terrible. Right. Uh, but it does happen, right? It does. Um, so what are some of the other uh, things? Um, well, let's talk about actually um, terrorism coverage, right? Um, right. What's, what's that about? What does that actually cover? That's a, a federal mandate uh, post 9-11. A lot of carriers tried to uh, exclude coverage due to an act of uh, war. And uh, because there is a war exclusion in all commercial insurance policies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was really a conundrum. You know, trying to figure out, you know, what's 9-11, war, terrorism, how do you define it? So the federal government says, you know what, we're going to define terrorism and all commercial agents and brokers like myself are required to offer it. Mm -hmm. Um, The reality is, is they've defined a definition of uh, terrorism way different, Matt, than me and anybody in the real world would define it. Sure. definition has to be uh, declared by two divisions of government. Uh, it, the Treasury Department and the uh, House or Senate, it also has to involve $300 million of property damage, and it has to be led by uh, a foreign government. So things we've had since uh, Boston bombing and, and those types of incidents, the recent deal down in Nashville, those, those the press calls terrorist incidents, insurance companies and the government don't instruments incidents but really uh we have to offer it is mm-hmm. required um if, if i were to purchase a product i'd waive it, it it's a 50 dollar charge and uh, it's only come into play once in the history of the united states and it was 9 11. Right. Uh, so typical onesie twosie uh PI out there doing investigations, even larger companies, uh, most of them do waive it. Uh, once in a while, contractually, if you're working for the federal government or a Fortune 500 company, they'll require it, and, and then you have to cover it. But yeah. it, it's of little or no value, and I, I think it will run its course, and, and it will disappear at some mm-hmm. point in time. So let's talk um, now about something that's a little more uh, relevant in the last year and a half business interruption mm-hmm. insurance and how that works and uh, what you've seen um, dealing with it, I guess, on your side. What's that business interruption? Bus- business interruption. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for standard industry, um, you know, it's basically a disability policy for your business that will continue paying your bills and you, if you have to shut down due to a covered incident, covered mm-hmm. in, are typically things like fire, lightning, flood, that type of thing. Gotcha. You know, a lot of to do with this quote qualify and, and, and carriers came and said it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, for your PI, it just doesn't take, you know, you need a an iPhone or a laptop and a uh, Starbucks and you're back in business. So uh, for you guys, it's available. But realistically, you'll figure out a way to stay in business and, and, and uh, keep operating. So I don't right. really see anybody in the eye business purchase it. Yeah. Have you seen people trying, like in, in the past year and a half, trying to actually use it uh, because of having the shelter in place and not being able to, to, um, to do as much work? We get to question often. 
Yeah. It's been an area of debate between carriers and clients and uh, if they can get it and if they have it, if uh, coverage is in play. And uh, it's been a little bit of a gray area for industry. And, and sometimes and sometimes it's not. For PIs, usually I haven't seen any business income claims for PIs because they'll be creative and figure out a way to if they have a power outage or a internet outage or they can't work because the uh, courts are closing out of signing work, been nimble enough to figure out a way to stay in business, yeah. uh, negate any claim. So, Right. We've all figured out a way to do that to stay in business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. These are all interesting topics and things that, that we actually we need to really address and make sure that we're staying on top of it. Um, you know, once a year and making sure we're, we're doing it. I and mean, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about your business and dealing with you was the attention to detail and going through the policies and, and really understanding what's covered and what's not covered and, and just having that, that interaction, which I thought was really, uh, really great. So you are, uh, you've come on as a supporter of Investigators Toolbox. Um, you're, you're sponsoring the podcast as well, which is great. And I know uh, you're offering some incentives to Toolbox members to use your insurance. Um, and we'll be making an, an announcement about that. But how do folks get a hold of you if they have just any questions on their policies in general? My uh, website to do an application. It's a uh, five-minute application. Uh, you can you'll get a quote back almost immediately, and then uh, get a credit card link. So the whole purchase process is maybe five minutes. Right. And the website is www.siissam.com insurance.com. And uh, that's how you get a hold of me, you know, and then they can also go through investigator toolbox. Of course, you know, our rates are set on education and training of our applicants. And, uh, you know, with your, somebody's investing in in your offerings and staying on top of their business, it's a risk to us. So we do uh, provide a discount for, uh, participants in an investigator toolbox. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. I really, uh, really appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, to get the word out about that. Um, so Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this was great. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. And folks, uh, anyone listening to the show, if you own a, a um, investigation business, I, I highly, highly recommend that you review your, uh, your coverage and your policies and making sure that uh, you're properly covered. So uh, Kevin, thank you for your time. Very good, Matt. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Are you overwhelmed with your current caseload? Could you use some help with your skip trace assignments? With Merlin Locate Services, rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. Delft Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in depth into your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You don't want to miss these. Visit DelftPoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. In 2019, Investigation Education Consultants added a new affiliate in its never-ending quest to provide quality professional investigative training. IEC is now offering certificate courses and investigative training online. 
Our website, iecoit.com, will soon offer a certificate in professional investigation for those interested in entering the investigative field. There'll be standalone investigation classes for those seeking continuing education credits, CEUs, or just interested in taking classes for their own personal or professional interests. The classes currently available are Foundations of Investigation, Legal Investigation, Criminal Investigation, Fraud Investigation, Background Investigation, Interviews and Statements, Skip Tracing Locates, Ethics, and Report Writing. Investigator Toolbox members will receive a 20% discount off the listed price. So visit IECOIT.com. The surveillance issue for PI Magazine is here. Make sure you check out all the great content available in this special edition. Available online or via hard copy. And let's jump into segment two. In this segment, Matt welcomes Rory McMahon. Rory has a passion for teaching investigators and has a great new selection of courses online for current investigators or folks that are looking to get into the field. So please welcome Rory McMahon and your host, once again, private investigator. Matt Spare. And welcome to the next segment of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. I reached out to an old friend of mine, Rory McMahon. Rory is, uh, wow, he's one of these guys in the industry that just has this passion for education and teaching. If you want to know his background, be prepared to sit and listen because it's quite impressive. Rory, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Matt. So the honor is actually mine. So I, I met you back at Osmosis, I think 2019. Uh, Cynthia Hetherington in Orlando, Florida. You you were like, uh, I, I think you opened up or, or you were like one of the early on presenters there. Uh, it's early. It was early in the morning. I'm not yeah. sure what day it was. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was kind of like the, right before the, the end of the world. Uh, it was right before COVID struck and we were yeah. all locked into our houses. Yeah, little uh, little did we know, you know, three or four months later, right, right, four store? months later, it'd be a shelter in place. I didn't even know what that what that meant till, till, till March of 2020. Somebody actually had to explain to me what shelter in place was. Right. Uh, so like I had mentioned earlier, you have an extremely, extremely impressive background in education, um, both investigative experience and actually teaching. Um, and you have this uh, investigator education consultants um, uh, business, essentially, uh, where you're teaching uh, investigators how to do certain techniques or you're, you're teaching people who want to be investigators um, how to become investigators. Tell me a little bit more about that program. Absolutely. It, I started the company back in 2004, and it, it was a result of um, I, I became a private investigator in 1990 after having been in federal law enforcement uh, for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy that hired me um, said, you know, why, you know, it, it was a program where uh, they were teaching students how to be a certificate program, how to be private investigators. And then a couple of years later, it became an associate's degree program right. with a major in private investigation. So I taught there from 1990 to 1997 um, and actually gave it up because I was making more money as a private investigator than I was teaching. Uh, right. So I couldn't afford to be a teacher any longer. But in 2004, he came to me and he said, listen, you developed all of the curriculum that for teaching that program. You know, why don't we form a company and, you know, offer that 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 same background material to to post-secondary school, colleges, et cetera. Sure. So that was the genesis of, of the start of the company. And 
you know, I realized in 1990 when I became a private investigator, there, there was very little information out there, right. you know, in terms of books and whatnot. That's changed significantly. But so I thought, you know, I could provide, you know, some expertise. And, and that actually led to uh, my getting a book deal in 2000 with CRC Press, yep. where um, they I created uh, a book called uh, a Practical Handbook for a Professional for Personal Investigators. And, uh, and then it was subsequently edited, uh, uh, reissued uh, two additional times. So uh, the third edition came out in 2013. But uh, uh, so that that's where it all started. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's such an impressive background. Um, and, and I think what I really appreciate about the program, what you're doing, uh, Rory, is it's not just for folks that, that decide like one day I want to be a private investigator, right? So the classes that you offer are for investigators who maybe don't do a certain aspect of investigations and want to get into that field. Like if they wanted to know, if they were a surveillance person, they wanted to know like how to do fraud research or brush up on those skills. Like these are the programs, the classes, the tracks that you're offering. And it's not just like a one hour webinar. This is like really intensive training and really hands-on stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, basically the, the, the primary purpose is twofold. Number one, it would be for people um, who Want or who are looking for a career. Uh, somebody say like getting out of the military, they don't know what they want to do. Right. Um, so they're looking for a new career. This would be the, the training that they need in order to get an entry level uh, position in the field. I mean, it, it covers, uh, I mean, basically that's what my focus was when I was teaching at City College. And, and that's what the focus of, of this program is. Right. So, um, and we even go to the point where we try and you know, partner with the professional associations in the area to get them, you know, jobs once, you know, uh, they've completed the program. Sure. But the second area is, is ap- absolutely to assist those that, you know, are working in the field, but kind of don't really have their own special niche so that, you know, they could, you know, in- add on or, or actually get into, you know, a certain field that they're interested in such as legal investigation, criminal defense investigation, fraud investigation. Those are, are my three passions. Yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, it, it's not a big stretch for them to be able to use the skills that they already know. They're interviewing their surveillance, uh, their records research into these fields so that where they could take those type of cases. Right. So it, it serves both purposes. Definitely. And you've got uh, nine uh, classes available, nine courses right now, right? And with, with another yes. two on the way, right? Correct. Yeah. So w- the, the final what, two. what are these uh, the, these courses? I know one of them is a, a foundational course. And then obviously you right. mentioned the legal investigative course. So what, right. what are the, so other, it, uh, the other seven? Sure. The, the five classes that I taught are uh, foundations of investigation, which is basically an overview of the different types of, of cases that uh, investigators work. Criminal investigation, legal investigation, fraud investigation, and background investigation. Um, those are pretty much what I consider the, the core courses where, you know, they're learning, you know, a, a new skill uh, of sorts. Um, uh, because I'm an old crusty old veteran that's been doing this for 30 years, I, I thought the audience would also uh, like to have a younger, fresher view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked uh, Tom Bailey, and, and Tom is a NALI guy, I'm, as, as you know, uh, a member of the National Association of Legal Investigators. Sure. Tom works for um, 
uh, Diane Cowan. I don't know if you know yeah. Diane. She's probably yeah. one of the career, uh, the the best criminal defense investigators. Tom, Tom, in and, Tom and Diane are awesome. They're great people based out of Philadelphia. Um, really so really I awesome. asked Tom to, to do four classes for me. Yeah. He did uh, interviews and statements, skip tracing, ethics, and report writing. Sure. And he's working on uh, criminal defense investigation. Um, and then the, the other class uh, that I'm going to add, and then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, be, be done with the online classes for the time being would be surveillance um, and James Nanos from uh, PI Magazine, who's, uh, you know, a surveillance ex- expert extraordinaire, sure. uh, will be doing that one for me. Yep. And then once those 11 are done, I'm going to be rolling out phase two, which is actual, an actual certificate program uh, where they take all 11 classes, they get a certificate, and hopefully they can go out into the world at, at an entry level position uh, in the field. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not even a way to look at it like, okay, so I'm book smart now. You know, like a, right. a, it's more along the lines that these are the hard skills you're going to need to succeed in this business. Exactly. Uh, right. if, if, if there's nobody teaching you how to do this stuff, you're not really going to figure it out on your own. It's not like yeah. one of those try to you fail type things. You, right. know, you really need instruction on, on, on doing this kind of stuff. And, and there, there are basically uh, we're in the information business. Uh, I mean, right. PIs are hired to get information of, of different types. Um, and there's three ways that you can get information. Number one, you can interview somebody, you know, uh, and, and find out with the information that, you know, uh, number two would be you do records research, whether it's online or you go to the courthouse and you, you dig up, uh, you know, uh, records about your property or, or, or their marriage or whatever it is. Right. Um, and the third way is doing surveillance. I once had a meeting with the department chair of the criminal justice program and at, at Boston University. And I said, you know, Doc, uh, no offense, but, you know, you have this criminal justice program, which basically teaches people how to be, what, correction, working corrections or or become teachers. Right. And you don't teach any of the three skills that they need to be an investigator. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, this degree and, and why is it so narrowly focused? I mean, I was an English major in college. I mean, you know, the whole world was open to me. Right. That is narrowly focused. So, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. You, you know, um, when I went from federal law enforcement, I, I, I didn't know what insurance investigators did. I didn't know domestic, you know, investigations, what, what that was all about. Okay. So that's what we do. We cover everything that you, you know, would need to know uh, on an entry level. Nothing's going to replace the experience of actually working the case. But if you have the information where you can be an asset to the to the you know, owner of the agency or the person that's going to hire you. Sure. That's all I'm looking to do. Yeah. And I think that's why like a lot of the states require you to have that hands-on experience, right? The three years, right. 900 hours, whatever it is, where right. you, you've got to actually do the work. Um, and even like I know in New York, like you can't pass that test if you don't do the work, right? So right. if right. if you were going to go and take the PI test, you, you know, you have your three years experience, you have to show them before they give you permission to take the test, a right. lot of the questions on that test, if you didn't actually go out and do the work, you're not going to you're not going to figure it out. And you know, it, it's interesting to hear you talk about all this stuff because I'm I'm remembering back my own education, right? John Jay College of Criminal Justice. At the time I was at the school, it was like the number two or number three criminal justice uh, school in the United States, and 
it was a lot of book training. I mean, it was all book training. So it, there was not that, you know, hard skills. If you're going to go and do private investigative work, like this is what you need to do. Yeah, there were some security management classes. There was, you know, police science and all this other stuff. But they didn't have it at the time. And what's interesting is I've been asked a few times. I've actually gone back uh, to some of the professors um, and, and they brought me in to t- speak to their students about doing investigative work and what that looks like. So I feel right. like at, at some point somebody realized like, hey, like we're not adequately preparing our students to actually do the work out there that we need to bring people that, that are doing it already. And what better person to bring back than, you know, someone who graduated from from the school to come talk about their success story. Absolutely. Right? And think about the law school as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, lawyers get zero hours training on investigation. Yet, you know, that that's a critical part of, of you know, of, of the work that yeah. they need done. So um, certainly, and when I was with Nally, uh, you, you know, we had a liaison with the criminal defense investigators, the criminal defense bar. Um, and we tried to get them to have PIs come in and, and, and teach classes. And, you know, they, they wanted our money. They wanted our people to become associates, but they didn't want to go that step and have, you know, so that they got, you know, let me, let me understand this. You got lawyers training other lawyers, how to investigate their case. I mean, yeah. seriously, with zero hours of training, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, how does that work out? Yeah. Not well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The bar, so, bar association, yeah. it's great. It's great to like, to, to be an investigator and get involved with the bar association and teach them like, uh, how, what Correct. their investigators should be doing. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great marketing tool to, oh, to, absolutely. To, yeah. to get to speak to them and, and tell them what you can do. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, basically we make their cases for them, uh, you know, if you do the job correctly. Exactly. If you do it properly, they're, without a doubt, an investigator very early on, especially on, on personal injury cases, which that's my bread and butter. Everybody knows that. Right. Um, right. That is the, uh, you know, the, the way to do things. Um, right. Now, this is great, man. And uh, again, like your background uh, and your the fact that you know so many people, different people, uh, I think it's really impressive, you know, to, to be able to bring in these speakers and, 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 and have this, uh, you know, training uh, with guys like Jim. You know, anybody who knows Jim Nanos knows there's nobody better out there to talk about surveillance. And it, it's not even the equipment per se, because yes, all right, so Jim's the, you know, PI gear and all this other stuff. But his like pre uh, pre surveillance, uh, you know, teachings on, on on what to do before you get out there, it's priceless, man. I, I've heard Jim talk uh, four or five times at different events, and he really knows his stuff. Absolutely, Jim. Send me um, send me twenty dollars, Jim. I know he's listening. And in addition to uh, to to the, the online classes, I also um, you know I, I've written several books. Uh, yeah. Fortunately. So, and I include those as part of the, for, for example, uh, um, I, I updated the, the third edition of uh, my practical handbook for professional investigators it came out in 2013. I updated it um, and, and came out with um, uh, the guide to investigations or professional investigations. Right. So um, I offer that if you sign up for the foundations or the criminal or the legal class, you get that as a free download, the digital copy of the book. If you take the ethics class, I, I, you know, have Kitty Haley send you a copy of her book, which yeah. is the Bible yeah. for, for, you know, professional investigators yeah. uh, on, on ethics. I mean, and it's, you know, a must have for, yeah. for somebody that owns an agency She's amazing. Or that's out there dealing the world. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a book on fraud investigations. Um, I, I, you know, you download a copy of that. 
um, of, to go along with my lectures. So it's not just the material that I'm teaching. You have a book that's got every, all of the classes that I taught at City College, the eight classes rolled into one book. So it's, it's a resource. I mean, you're gonna forget the, the, you know, what I tell you, you know, probably 20 minutes after you finish watching me, but you'll have the book where it's got the information, plus you download a copy of the PDF, which is the, the PowerPoint of the material that I use to, to, to make the presentation. Sure. So it's all, all there for you to, you know, to keep that you can refer back to, you know, whenever you want to refer back to it. Um, and, and I get the other people, um, you know, I get, they get a, a one year uh, subscription of the digital edition of a PI magazine. Yep. So, you know, they get to see the names of the experts in the field. So, I, I mean, what I'm trying to do is make a complete education for, for the person, you know, that, that, that's taken the classes. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. And it's so nice that we have the ability to use technology now, right? Yes. Uh, so you're talking about the, the challenges and the struggles of the early 90s, trying to teach these classes. I mean, it's a whole new world now. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, especially, absolutely. especially post-COVID, where everybody now understands what Zoom is, and, and they understand right. how to do uh, these classes online, and, and how, to, how to market, and how to just... Right. Right. Do whatever you need to do to, to live virtually. Uh, it's a whole new ball game, and, and you're adapting and uh, pivoting with it, and that's, that's pretty awesome. And, and I'm not the only one. I thought that, you know, I was going to have a leg up. I spent all this time, you know, during COVID to, to put these classes together and put them online. So I thought that I was going to have a little monopoly. Now, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of content out there. Yeah. yeah, that were, you know, yeah. had the same idea that are, that yeah. are, you know, that are putting their classes out there that, you know, the Kelly Riddles of the world. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, yeah. The, there's now competition uh, for, yeah. for the audience. But the thing is, is like, what's interesting is that we all have different perspectives on how to do this work, right? So yes, there's the Kitty Haley Bibles on ethics and there's, you know, Jim, Jim Nanos to talk to you about how to do surveillance and all that, but everybody has their own real life experiences in doing this stuff, right? right. The way you approach an investigative, uh, task is different than, the way maybe Chris Salgado uh, at all points down in Florida approaches something, right? So like we talk about different methodologies, you know, the general idea of, of, of getting from A to B is there, but there's always your own way of doing things. And, and to me, it's so important to have different people telling you how to do these things so you can figure out your own way to do it too. So yes, there's competition, but it, it, there should be. You know, there should be different right. ways, Absolutely. Uh, different, different Absolutely. opinions. Absolutely. And, and yeah, mine isn't the only approach. Yeah. Now, I, I spent, um, you know, most of my uh, career in law enforcement working uh, in federal court. Mm -hmm. So uh, in, in the cases that I work now as a PI, I, I kind of specialize, you know, and, and prefer to, to be in federal court because I'm, I'm more comfortable. I mean, it's much right. more difficult yeah. to, to win cases I, in federal I, court. I federal but, court. So I, I have it. that federal perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which, you know, people that, you know, only work in state court, you know, yeah. don't, don't have. And, and again, I don't have, you know, I, I haven't worked 30 years in, in state court. So, uh, you know, I don't have the nuances, uh, of investigation that, that they might, you know, have. Yeah. Um, I certainly know that the disclosure, uh, discovery process is a lot better in state court than yeah. it is in federal court. But, um, and, and, and the fact that, you know, uh, NALI is a great association for people that are, do legal investigations, sure. not only with the, the training that they offer, but the, the, the CLI program. Uh, I mean, it, it, 
and you meet, you know, world-class investigators, I think, in, in that association sure. that specialize in legal investigation. And, you know, they're just a wealth of information. They're great resources to go to um, on any cases that you work in day to day. I mean, I can shoot an email out and get an answer to a question that I have, you know, within a couple of minutes. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the, the listservs on those organizations, Nally, Intelnet, uh, NCISS, like if, if you're not a member of any one of those associations, man, you're really missing out on how to yes. do your job better <laughs> because Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times like I pull information off of these emails back and forth and, you know, they end up in investigators toolbox because I know people are going to need that later on and being able to have that, that catalog there to go uh, do that research is, is so important. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. Really, Great resource, absolutely. Really good stuff. Um, so uh, I know we've got a, a discount for in, a Toolbox members for your classes. There's a 10% discount on that. Uh, are there any other uh, incentives or things you're, you're thinking about for listeners uh, for, for doing this uh, stuff? I, I'm thinking uh, as, as I launch into this, uh, I'm thinking about anybody that signs up uh, after today for uh, for my classes. It would be a 20% discount to, oh, wow. to all uh, Toolbox members. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's really, uh, really in- impressive. So, um, yeah. And, um, how do folks get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more about the program? Well, uh, they, can, uh, in, in addition to my educational stuff in IEC, I, I have my own agency, McMahon Associates Detective mm-hmm. Division, which was formed in 1991. Um, so the, the best website to get me is, is through that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N-P-I.com right. um, or email Rory at McMahonPI.com. Um, the, the name of the uh, online uh, training program is IECOIT.com. Okay. IEC being the name of my company, Investigation Education Consultants.com. Um, and then I just added, so it's IECOIT for the online investigative training.com. And they can actually see the nine classes that I that I offer and, you know, what's involved in that and yeah. read about uh, the start of my company and who the sure. instructors are and that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. So let's say you're not a member of the investigators toolbox. Let's say you're, you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and you're like, you know what? I want to become an investigator. I want to know more about it. Or, or I am an investigator. I want to get better at, at doing this stuff. Is it any kind of uh, uh, incentives for those folks that uh, to, to take your program? Uh, have them, you know, send me an email and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll work out something. Work with something them. Out. Uh, Fantastic. I, I mean, obviously I'm a big believer in this and, yeah. and, you know, uh, people that, that get into the field, I want to hire, you know, I'm an agency owner, you're an mm-hmm. agency owner. You want to hire somebody that's got some skills. You don't want to spend all your time training them. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're seriously interested in becoming an investigator, you need training. I happen to think that, that, that my training is, you know, the best or among the best out there. Yeah. So, you know, why not avail yourself of that opportunity? And sure. plus I have all these added incentive bonuses that are, that are thrown in books and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you might, if you want to get into a the field, you might as well study from the best. And, uh, that's true. You know, I've been in, I've been an investigator for 48 years. 
So, uh, you know, I know, I know my way around the field. I'm going to say you started in 1973. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I was appointed Westchester County Probation Officer in September of 1973. I'm a math genius. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that about you. I am not a math genius. Neither <laughs> <laughs> am I. I happen to be 48 years old. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> a little behind the fourth wall here. <laughs> Um, all right, Rory. This this was great, man. It was great uh, catching up with you, and I appreciate the offer for Toolbox members. That's amazing. Um, we're going to have your contact information in the show notes, uh, and I encourage okay. folks, even if you're not a, a member of the Toolbox, um, if you're thinking about investigations, becoming an investigator, I, I think you you said it best, right? Why not learn from one of the best? And really, that's what will set you aside when you get into this field. Now, whether it be working for somebody, right? What's going to set you aside between you and the other guy who's applying for the same position that you're at? Or right. what sets you aside from the attorney who's interviewing who's saying, do I want to hire you as an investigator or the person who's got a domestic issue saying, am I going to hire you? What are you, what are you going to do for me? Right? Being able to understand how to do your craft better uh, will give you the leg up and the advantage. So yeah, thank you so much for taking the time here. It was my pleasure and it was great to talk to you and see you as well, Matt. Awesome. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Take care. We thank Kevin and Rory for coming on and talking about their services. Insurance and education are vital to our industry, so make sure you check out both sites and consider taking advantage of their great offers. We also thank Crosstracks, Merlin Locate, and Delft Point for sponsoring the show. Now, have you checked out InvestigatorsToolbox.com yet? Because now is the time to do it. And make sure you use code PIP201836 to save $20 when you join it. You can do just that through the app available on iOS and Android platforms. And if you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring the best shows possible. And we'll be back Monday with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there. <laughs>